Hello and welcome back to the Full Out Podcast. It's Sam, your host, and I'm so happy you're here. You're gonna wanna grab a notebook, your pen, the note section of your phone, because today's interview is full of practical advice, tips, and things that you can use literally today. We have my friend Krista Elza on, who is a nurse practitioner trained in functional medicine. She's got a huge background in the nursing field and now is an expert in functional medicine. She loves helping women with their hormones and that's what today's podcast is all about. My favorite piece of this conversation is that she said, your period is your report card for your health. So we talk about every single week of your cycle. We talk about how you are affected with your mood, what type of food you should eat and how you get to exercise. So there is so much information. I also ask her about PCOS. We talk about gut health. We talk about supplements. We talk about all of the things. And I should also say that Krista is also a very busy mom. Her husband travels all the time and she is raising her three kids in her beautiful marriage, but like often alone. So she has so much to say about burnout, stress, overwhelm, hormones, taking care of yourself. And she's just a little firecracker. I'm obsessed with her. So without further ado, here is Krista. Welcome to the Full Out Podcast, where you'll get tools, tips, and inspiration to start living your most passionate, expansive, and abundant life. I'm your host, Samantha Jo Harvey, professional dancer and group fitness trainer turned lifestyle entrepreneur, speaker, and women's empowerment coach. It is my mission to help women live their lives full out. No more surviving your days, playing small, or marking your way through life. It's time to let go of your blocks, step into your power, and own that you are worthy of having everything you want in your life, business, and relationships. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome, my girl, Krista. I'm so excited that you are here. I can't wait to dive into all of the things, women's hormones, support for moms, like all of the things that you know. You're a nurse practitioner trained in functional medicine. You're also my friend. And I know you coach women. And you do all this amazing stuff. You also have three kids and your husband travels a lot. So I feel like you have so much knowledge that's going to be so um, impactful today. So girl, welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to share all the things with your listeners. Super yay, fun. yay. Okay. So I want to like dive right in, but can you tell us what is it that you do and how you got there before we go into all the good stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So I am a family nurse practitioner by training and I started out working in a clinic where we primarily worked with patients coming in for weight loss, for um, hormone replacement. And after being there for over a year, I was realizing that my patients really were coming in with a lot of the same things and the hormone replacement that we were giving them would work for about three months. And then they were just right back to square one, feeling tired, um, inability to lose weight, anxiety, depression, can't sleep. And I just started to get curious about better ways that I could really help them. And that's what brought me to functional medicine. So I started my certification and training in that. And that's really the study of root cause. So it's not just saying, okay, you can't sleep. Here's an ambient. Why can't you sleep? Let's, you know, mind, body, spirit connection. Like let's really work at the root cause of why you can't sleep. Um, same with weight loss, same with hormone replacement. Why are you 32 and feel like, you know, your hormones are on the decline. And so really getting deep into that, into detox pathways, into gut health, 
into mindset and burnout and all of those issues. Um, so after being trained in that, I just realized I didn't really fit in that 15 minute model. I really wanted to be able to spend more time with my clients and patients. And so I now have a virtual practice where I work with anybody around the country and I do all of the lab work and everything, um, you know, on site with them, they can, they can do the lab work there. And then we do virtual sessions and it's, it's really helpful to understand your body and take, be able to take the time to explain that to individuals. Oh, that's so good. See, I didn't understand that the functional medicine piece was separate and that's, that's what makes it so freaking awesome. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Cause you know, I'm all about the health and the mind, body, spirit, and all of that. So I love that. Yeah. Can we, can we just like dive right into the topic that I know you and I have discussed offline? Can we get right into women's hormones, cycles, how to work out, eat and support your mm -hmm. lifestyle during each phase of your cycle? Because we've done a podcast in the past with the amazing Maya Basic, and it was really energy focused and it was awesome. And I want to go deeper. And I feel like yeah. you've got the background to give us um, even more knowledge. So I'm going to let you take it away, girl. Yeah. I'm so passionate about the cycle syncing and really educating women on their bodies. It's amazing how we've gone this long in our life and had a period since we were, you know, 13, 14, and really not aware of that. We are dynamic people that we are not little men. We, we cycle, our hormones are up, they're down. And, you know, we, we kind of give ourselves crap for that. And so I, I want to, um, to explain to your audience right now, like week one, week two, week three, and week four. And this is all based on an average 28 day cycle. You're not on the birth control pill. So you're having natural cycles. Um, and, and when that is normal, first of all, we want to address if it's not normal, then I love to get to the root cause as to why it's not, because really your period is your report card for health, right? So, um, if it's off, then, then we've got some work to do and, and we can definitely solve those issues. But so all of our conversation is going to be around a normal 28 day cycle. So we'll start with week one, week one, day one is when we start our period. It's the first day, right? And our, our hormones are the lowest. So we have three main hormones, estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. Okay. So those are the main three sex hormones that we'll be talking about. Um, and at the beginning of our period, everything is the lowest. And so we would expect for the first three days, especially our energy is going to be lower. Our mood might be lower. Um, so this period of time, as far as workouts, so each week we'll kind of talk about mood. We'll talk about, um, foods and we'll talk about exercise. Okay. So our mood, we've kind of talked on, you're going to be kind of more inward. This is not the time that ideally you want to book a speaking engagement or a marathon or anything that really stretches you, right? Like this is kind of that creative time. This is the time that we want to cuddle up with a book, um, go out to nice dinner, just, you know, kind of just the, with people that, you know, very, we don't want to be in big crowds. So if you start to pay attention to that, you're like, oh, I beat myself up over it, but it's really just hormonally where I am. I'm just not in the mood for a party today, even if you're a party person. Um, and then when we talk about foods, this is the week that it's kind of our letting go week, right? So we don't need to be calorie dense. We really don't need as many carbohydrates this week. So if you do intermittent fasting, you can, put, you can go longer in your fast this, this week. 
Um, if you are cycling keto, which I really promote women to not do a straight keto diet. I think there's a lot of benefits to keto. Um, but women really shouldn't do keto nonstop if, if that's a diet that you want to do, but this is a week that you can do lower carb. Um, and yeah, your body doesn't require as many nutrients this week. It's sort of the letting go, right? The work is done, the, we're shutting everything. When we talk about workouts, you want to begin the week with walks, yoga, gentle Pilates, um, stretching and just giving yourself grace. Like you don't need to be pushing your body to the limits every day of the month. It's not physiologically safe or healthy for women to do that. Um, we're not men like men can work out the same. They could do hit every day if they wanted to, but that's just not the reality for us. And so honoring your body, you give yourself more grace and you protect yourself from injury. Um, and you allow your body to really have more resources for later on in the month when you are hormonally uh, more equipped to, to do those exercises. So the first three to four days, I would say are typically where you want to do more of the low impact, the walking that kind of thing. A lot of times by day four, like middle of that week, our hormones start that, that, that increase again. Okay. The cycle is starting all over again. And so about day four, you'll notice your mood's lifting a little bit. You've got a bit more energy and that's when you could, um, maybe incorporate lighter weights. So let's say you, you lift weights, which is very important for women. Um, I would say, you know, do where you're doing 12 to 15 reps versus what you can only handle eight for, if that makes sense. So towards the end of the week, you can, you can increase that. So now we're on to week two and week two is where we really start to feel like ourselves again, right? Like the hormones are on the rise. It's kind of like that roller coaster, right? So on, we're on like the, the incline of the roller coaster. And so week two is, um, the follicular phase. So our follicular stimulating hormone is, is on the rise. It's, it's picking out an egg. Ooh, it's so exciting. Right. And so estrogen is, is really going up and this is a time where you've got more energy. So if you want to, you know, have lunch with your girlfriends that week, that's more the time that you're going to feel better about it, like more excited about it. Um, it's also the time that you can add more carbohydrates because your body is really um, wanting to add more nutrition. Like you're, you're growing, whether or not you want to have a baby, that's the, that's the goal of your body every month. So the goal is let's create this nice, fluffy uterine lining. And it starts in week two. And so adding complex carbohydrates, um, you can still do intermittent fasting. Um, you know, you're still pretty equipped to do that. Um, and then as far as workouts, this is when you want to start to add heavier weights and you can start to do hit workouts and kind of push yourself a little bit more. How are you feeling? Do you have any questions for me right now? Cause I know I'm throwing a lot at you at one time. I'm girl. I'm sitting here taking notes. I'm literally taking all the notes and I love how you're breaking it down. Mood, food, and exercise. It's so good. Yeah, no, keep going. Keep going. Okay. Good. Um, I know it's a lot, but if you really just break it down, it's, it's, um, it's pretty simple. Um, so now at the peak of that, like we're at the peak of that roller coaster. And if you can envision an egg at the top of the roller coaster, like bing, ideally now we have that big rush of estrogen, which makes us feel amazing. We have energy. This is also an anabolic hormone. So estrogen and testosterone are highest at that peak of the roller coaster. Anabolic means it builds. Okay. So these hormones, we want to take advantage of, we want to take advantage of this, um, because it helps us build muscle. And 
And so this is when we want to lift heavier weights. We want to be doing lifts that are, um, you know, we can only manage eight reps. Okay. So this is where we want to really take advantage of having those high hormones because this is where we build. So important for women. So important to take advantage of that, especially if you're in your forties. Like if you've hit that time, like you've got about 10 years of really good opportunity to use these hormones naturally. And we want to build and maintain muscle mass during, um, during this time. Right. So, um, your body's capable of doing it. Generally you are sleeping better. You are, uh, yeah, you just feel overall pretty energetic. So ideally at this point we have ovulated. All right. So the egg is out. It's amazing. The body's so helpful. And, um, so once we ovulate, Week three, we enter week three, and that is typically the big peak of energy. This is where if you've got a speaking engagement or a competition of any kind, um, this is where you could really, if you're running your own business, like this is where you feel more social. This is where you want to plan events. Um, you're going to want to go out with people. And it's interesting. We actually look better that week too. Like our skin is more glowing. Like you know, the egg has a mission. Okay. And the mission is to attract everybody, right? I'm obsessed right now. I'm like, Oh, this is why I look so great this week. This is why I want to go out. Hey, what's up ovulation. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Like this is the week where you just shine, you know, it's, it's all about, um, the energy and socializing. And this is the date night. This is the, the week you might be more frisky. This is the week your partner looks better. Like this is the week. And, and, you know, <laughs> I recognize that in my own relationship. Like my husband is just cuter this week. You know, it's just, it's physiologically and hormonally a fact. And so you want to take advantage of that. You want to continue with hit with, um, pushing yourself in your workouts, maybe going on longer runs and lifting heavy food wise. Um, you can go back to a lower carbohydrate week this week. So I like to kind of cycle it. Um, not, it doesn't have to be extreme, but week one, we're kind of lower carb week two, more carbs. And then week three, we typically, because our hormones are kind of on the higher end, we aren't as hungry. Um, so we want to take advantage of that, right? We want to, we want to take advantage of it. I will say though, and this is the downside of feeling more social, If you're going to avoid alcohol, which we really as women should moderate because our liver takes priority over alcohol above all else to detox, right? And the problem with women though, is that we, again, are not little men and we have to detoxify estrogen. Now, remember at the beginning of the roller coaster, estrogen was rising, right? So now we've got all of this estrogen in the body that needs to be used and needs to be broken down. And much of that breakdown happens in the liver but alcohol takes precedence. And so when we have women that say I've got heavy periods or I can't lose weight, or I have more anxiety, sometimes that is because estrogen dominance is happening, which means you're just not able to detox it well. And so you want to just be mindful about that. The second half of your period, because estrogen tends to be higher, you know, the breakdown tends to be more needed then. So if you're going to be having drinks, and mm-hmm. you're going to be going out. When is the best time in your cycle to do that? Yeah, I would say week one and two, because the estrogen is sort of on the lower end, right? Your body's not managing a bunch of it because it's on the rise, but week three and four. Now we've got all of this, we've had that peak. And mm-hmm. so now we're having to kind of utilize it and break it down. So yeah, the two weeks before your period, I would, I would really pay attention to how much you're drinking. 
Amazing. I have so many questions, but I want you to complete the yeah. fourth week and then I'll ask. Yeah. So, um, all right. So week three, that's our, our time to shine, heavy workouts. Um, we, we can go a bit lower carb. Now, finally week four, this is the week before our period and it's kind of the inverse of week one. So week one, you know, we kind of start out slow and we end up feeling better. Week four is kind of opposite. Now we're on the downward slope. So the beginning of week four, you might still have energy and it might come and go. Energy might be up. It might be down. Um, you, you might have like, oh, today I feel great. Oh, today I feel terrible. And that's just because you're on that downward slope of estrogen and progesterone, right? Because it's the decline. If you're not pregnant, it's the decline of those hormones that eventually lead us back to week one, where we are, we have our period. And so this week is where you really want to, especially the second half, give yourself grace four days before your period. You probably are going to be craving more things, you, you know, so allow yourself to have, this is your carb week. Your body physiologically wants more carbohydrates. And let me give you a little, little tip here. Resistant starches can help with those cravings. So resistant starches can be found in like rice and potatoes that have been cooked and then cooled. Something, something chemically changes in them and they become resistant, which um, basically means you eat it and it doesn't really get digested until it's in your large intestine. And so your body doesn't absorb a lot of the carbohydrates um, and so you are feeding kind of that bacteria in the large intestine it helps with cravings. Just a little side so tip. It's cooked and then cooled. So yeah. Like, so go right? ahead. You like, you make like I cook sweet potatoes, but then I, I put them in the fridge and I eat them cold the next day. Yeah. Or later that day. Yeah. So something happens in that starch, um, that create, it's more of a resistant starch. So your body doesn't absorb as much of that energy. Um, and then the large intestine is broken down by bacteria that, and it really helps with that craving. So that is fascinating. Yeah. I love that. What if, what if I cook it, I cool it and then I cook it again. Is it, is that still considered or does that have to be cool? Really good question. We're gonna I, would, <laughs> I would think reheating it would be fine. Cause I don't think it's the temperature. I think it's the fact of being cooked and then cooled. So I think reheating would still be a resistant starch. So, leftovers, baby. I'm doing all the leftovers. Yeah. And here's one other really weird resistant starch that I do now. Um, you buy banana flour, green banana flour in your flour section. And you take a teaspoon and put it in your smoothie that week. What? Yes. It helps to build um, the intestinal lining um, and because the bacteria feed on it. And it really does help with carb cravings. So wow. another Love it. Keep going. Keep going. Okay. So week four, again, you might start out feeling okay, but you just expect that you're not going to feel amazing. Like you might feel like a lunch with the girls kind of sounds like a drag. Like you kind of feel like a hermit. You kind of would rather stay in on a Friday night and that's okay. That's just physiologically where you're at. And I think when we can acknowledge that we don't beat ourselves up, especially as a high achieving woman or like a really social person, we beat ourselves up. I know that I have in the past, like, I should not, I, I am social. I should not want to stay home tonight. Um, or, you know, you want to leave the party early and it's just where you're at hormonally. Like you're just, you're on the decline. So mood wise, you might feel a little more inward. You might have some anxiety, depression. Also, if you've got a sharp drop in estrogen, especially if you've got some estrogen dominance and this week it's really falling hard, this is where women might experience migraines um, and where you have more of that anxiety, depression, or you're crying, or you're just like, you're yelling at your partner over like 
I don't even know what, because you just, it's like, I don't know. And that's, it's just a hormonal fact. Right. And so, um, and we'll kind of get to treating some of this because it doesn't have to be a nightmare. Um, but oftentimes for women, especially if there's somewhat of a dysfunction going on hormonally, you can feel this more intensely. Um, it also can be a time where you're not sleeping as well because estrogen, progesterone, um, really calm us down and help us sleep. So it might be a time where you're like, I just, I'm tossing and turning or I'm not sleeping as well. Um, and then exercise wise, you can kind of slowly decline and just listen to your body. And towards the end, the last four, um, days before your period, again, you want to go back to walking and yoga and stretching and maybe, you know, more of the toning weights, like, you know, 15 reps, something that your body can manage. Um, so that's kind of the four weeks in a nutshell. It's a lot, but if you listen to this or re-listen to this and kind of break down and take notes one by one, um, I will say something that helps me is I bought like on Amazon for five bucks. You can buy one of those dry erase calendars. You can get like 12 inch ones. So it's pretty small and personal and you can put it in your office or in your room, whatever. But I like to mark day one of your period so that you can kind of keep, you know, and because it's hard to conceptualize this at first and keep track of. But once you know where day one is, you can kind of say, okay, light workout, extra carbs. You know, you can mark that down on the calendar helps you stay organized and mentally kind of grasp what's going on with your body. Yeah. You know, I, I love this because coming from the fitness space, there's not a lot of people that train, um, around your cycle. I think it's becoming more popular now, but I know in my days of really being in it and being in like the, the fitness competition world and, um, having such strict calorie goals, um, for extended months at a time and specific workout goals, um, for extended amounts of time, it really just, it taught my body to shut down all cues about hunger, about needing rest, about everything and anything really, to be honest with you, with all training nutrition. And what I find interesting about this is that there is a time that's going to be more supportive and a time that's not. And also, you know, I'm not a big fan because of my past with food and nutrition, like coming from the disordered eating, I will, I am never going to encourage personally, like this week, I'm going to have high carbs or low carbs. Like that just gets too restrictive for me. So do you think, does the body naturally know these things? Yeah. If you pay attention, you'll notice week four, you're just more cravy. And I think it's like, let's get out of that self-judgment and let's choose healthy carbs, but let's allow ourselves to have more carbs. Right. I mean, it's just when you know that your body is wanting, needing it, like let's get out of self-judgment about it. It's physiologically necessary for your body. And it, and it's, it's important for our hormones to have nutrition. Right. I mean, we know that when people restrict diet too much, if they overexercise, we lose our period. And remember when I said your period is a report card, your body needs to have nutrition. And so I totally get it. I mean, if you don't have a healthy relationship with food or dieting has been a problem, um, then just listen to your body, but intuitively be aware, like it's okay. Like that's what's happening this week. I love that. I just feel like it gives so much permission and we're not crazy. Like I think women have this thing where it's like, if I'm feeling emotional, I'm quote unquote crazy. Or if I'm craving, you know, dark chocolate, I'm quote unquote crazy. Like my, oh, my crazy cravings. And I love it. You're like, yeah, no, this is your body. (laughs) Your body. Yeah. And, and, you know, if, if anybody listening does intermittent fasting week four is not a great week to go long periods of time. Like if you can only go 12 hours max, listen to your body, your body needs more that week. 
So acknowledge it and move on. You know, it's like, it's I okay. love that. I love that too. You know, the, the nutrition program, I, you know, you know what I do, but the nutrition program that I have followed in the past, um, when I'm like trying to just get everything right and tight and get my hormones on track and help my gut and all of that, like it's one of the reasons that I love it because we don't cut out any of those food groups. Like we still have carbs, we still have fats, we still have proteins, yeah. we still have all of those things. And, um, and that feels really good. It's so great to hear from your, you know, background that, that that's important and it's good. So my, my next question for you, because I, I've talked to a lot of women who have gotten off birth control or in the, in the, you know, planning to get off birth control, not to get pregnant, but to just know their bodies better mm -hmm. and to get healthier. And something that I experienced when I um, got off birth control was I, I had my um, blood work done with a great friend who's a naturopath and all of that. And I had major, major estrogen dominance. I mean, being on birth control for 16 years, yep. obviously there's going to be imbalances. So two questions. Number one, is there a way for women to know when they're coming off the pill, like what, what's going on in their body without getting all the blood work done? Do they need to get the blood work done? And then if you know, you have, um, you know, your body needs support getting balanced, what do you suggest they do? Yeah. So there can definitely be some imbalances because the brain has been told for however long, you know, some people have been on a birth control pill for 15 years before they decide to like get off of it. So now you've kind of set up your brain to not, you know, not really get that ebb and flow. Right. And so, you know, as far as ovulation, it's been suppressed for so long. And so that estrogen dominance come in, comes in um, because the ratio of progesterone, which progesterone is pushed after the egg is released. Okay. So it may be a few months, three to six months is pretty normal. I will say supplemental wise to support your body. I think magnesium across the board. I don't care if you're on a pill, off the pill, whatever. Most of us need magnesium. When you talk about like chocolate cravings, um, whoops, sorry, chocolate, um, contains magnesium. And so a lot of times we crave that because we, we need more magnesium. So I would bump up, you know, magnesium. My favorite form is glycinate, magnesium glycinate. There's a many different forms, but that's my favorite. And I would aim for about 300 milligrams week one and two, and then bump it up to five or 600, as long as you're not having diarrhea or anything with it. Um, bump it up the second half because your body really needs that magnesium. So that can be really supportive. It supports, um, progesterone. Um, the other thing is zinc. So, you know, uh, especially the second two weeks, I would, I would incorporate zinc, maybe 30 milligrams. And then the, the pill depletes the body of B vitamins, particularly B6. And that can lead to a lot of anxiety. It can lead to um, sleeping problems. It can lead to many, many other things, energy problems. So I would recommend if you're on a pill, if you're coming off a pill, if you're struggling with energy, a B complex, B vitamins kind of work together. So I don't really want to, without blood work, say just take one type of B, but a B complex, really helpful. Particularly if you're coming off of a pill and you haven't been on a B vitamin, you're probably pretty depleted in that. And that's also going to help promote um, ovulation. So those are kind of three supplements that I would recommend. And then making sure your nutrition is on point, making sure that you're getting enough sleep, you know, making sure you're not over exercising. All of those things are nurturing to the body because we just want to get that cycle going again and give yourself three months at least before you start to freak out because it does take a few months for the brain to, to talk to the ovaries again. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And I'm like loving when I hear these things and I'm like, Ooh, yes, I got my fizzy sticks that I have all my B complex and all my <laughs> vitamins. Oh my God. It's so exciting. Um, and so 
Okay. So for the woman whose cycle is still like, not, not in that, like 28 to 31 days or whatever's like, quote unquote, the healthy, the healthy cycle, what should she do? I would recommend blood work to understand where you're at. Um, we can look at the hormones. I, I like to use different, I like to use blood work, but I love the Dutch test. And if you have a practitioner who uses it, this is what I use. Um, it's a dried urine and cortisol test. And it's something that you collect at home with urine and saliva for a full day. And that really gives us information on not only your levels of estrogen, but also how well you're detoxing it out. Um, so that can be helpful to look at adrenal health and kind of look at what the ovaries are doing. The other thing that's helpful is looking at a stool test. I use GI map, but here's the thing. If we aren't, if we have estrogen dominance, like you've got heavy periods, you know, it's all over the place. Um, if you have poor gut health, you can create, you know, you've got an overabundance of bacteria that are creating an enzyme that kind of clips estrogen in the, in the large intestine and kind of recirculates it. So that's the phase three. We need to excrete. We need to be peeing and pooping and sweating. Okay. So that's how our body rids, you know, of the hormones after we've used them. So if we're recycling it, oftentimes that'll lead to kind of an estrogen dominant problem. And so when we heal the gut, when we eliminate that problem, we do a gut protocol, you're eliminating better. And so it balances that out. Um, when we think about irregular periods, like, you know, if you've got facial hair on the chin, you have a hard time losing weight, we have to consider PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome. And um, that's where you kind of have a higher level of testosterone. And that can lead to um, anovulatory cycles or where you don't ovulate every month. And so that's another issue that would really be pinpointed through um, primarily through blood work. And do you have any, um, just like quick words of advice for women, if they have been diagnosed with, um, or been told that they have PCOS How number one. Work? Yeah. I, number one, I would do those supplements. I recommended magnesium and zinc. Um, I would also, you know, oftentimes not all there's multiple reasons to have PCOS. There's multiple root causes and that kind of requires some blood work, but ask your practitioner for a fasting insulin, a blood work because oftentimes it's an insulin driven problem. And so in that case, I would suggest low carb diet, higher protein, really tightening that blood sugar, because as we can get more on top of insulin resistance, which is a whole other conversation, but you know, it's really kind of a blood sugar issue. And so, um, kind of honing your diet in that way can be really helpful, like avoiding dairy, avoiding simple sugars, super important. If you have PCOS. Mm, so good. So good. I feel like I want to ask you like a million different questions about a million different things that all my friends have. So I can be like, friend, go like, I'm thinking of my friend right now who has PCOS. I'm like, Oh, I got to send this to her. Um, yeah. so, you know, what I, what I also love is that you're like, ask for this specific test. And this is something that I have found a lot in, you know, back when I was doing like fitness nutrition coaching, like a long time ago, I'm like, if, if something's not working here, like you get to be your own health advocate. If you're not getting the answers from your, like, I don't know the official name, but your Western medicine doctor, who's just doing the super basic blood test, like don't just take that if it like, don't take that as like the thing, like go be your own yes. advocate, find a person who's going to be able to support you and continue to dig deep with you. And, um, and I mean, I love that you're available to do all of this. So can you talk just a little bit about like what you offer and what your containers are? Yes. I offer different lengths of time to work together, but, um, 
probably my most, my most popular and most commonly used is my six month container. And, and that's where we work together for six months. And I have unlimited calls together during that time. Um, typically I like to, to talk at least twice a month, right? We get on zoom, we talk for an hour or so each time, but in that container, we kind of do the whole mind, body, spirit thing, right? Like I, I send, um, a lot of the labs that I do can be collected at home because it's saliva, it's urine, it's stool testing. Um, and then, you know, the blood labs, I'll send you off to a lab for that. But, um, and then we get the results and we go over it and we dive deep into what's actually going on. And we have six months to really dive into what do we need to do nutritionally? What do we need to do with your workouts? And then what do we need to do with your mindset? Like, are you working too hard? Because it's a, it's, you feel like that's where you're getting your worth from, but it's deteriorating your health, right? And so I can look at your adrenals and what's actually happening there um, and tell you like, you are burning yourself out and why? And so then we kind of work on another level of digging deep into our motivation in life and, and setting up boundaries and um, what do you really want in your life and what's your health worth to you? And so the container is, is really pretty dynamic and, um, you kind of come, we, we work inside out, right? It's not always easy because it's commitment. It's commitment to yourself. It's commitment to changing your lifestyle. It's committed to, I'm not just going to take a bandaid to solve this problem. I'm not going to take this pill to fix it because it's not really fixing anything. It's lying to you and probably causing a downstream side effect. There is a time and a place if I find someone who has, you know, really bad thyroid issues. Yeah, you might need thyroid medication um, for a period of time. And hopefully we can at least decrease that or, or get you off of it eventually. So I'm not against medications, but I am an advocate for women understanding their body, understanding how their body works, being able to in the future know, like, this is probably what's going on. And I'm going to ask specifically for this from my practitioner, right? Because if you're empowered in your health, it, you're empowered in life, right? So oh, this is why I love you. This is why I freaking love you. It's like <laughs> we do the same thing, but just in like two different worlds that are so parallel. Yeah. Um, yes. It's so awesome. You are freaking amazing. So I also, I kind of want to switch gears because you are also a mom of three kids and your husband travels a ton for work and he's amazing, but he travels a ton. And yeah. I want, I would love for you to speak to moms right now, like what are just some tips that moms or things that moms need to know or be reminded of so that they can continue to feel good in their life and their bodies and in, in, you know, where mm -hmm. they're at, because I know so many moms feel burnt out. They still, they feel tired. They feel alone. They feel like they're not doing enough or they're not good enough. What do you say to moms right now? Yeah, I think it's important to, you know, the, the quote, put your oxygen mask on first. I mean, it really is true. If you can't, if you feel terrible and your energy is so drained, you're really just not going to show up well for your kids. I mean, the irritability goes sky high when you don't feel good, when you're tired, it's like your impatience is so low. So number one, acknowledging that and giving yourself permission to um, go to bed early, to, um, to leave dirty dishes in the sink. <laughs> My son had a, a track me and lasted till 930 you know what? No, I made lunches and that was it. And like, I did the dishes this morning. So it's like, you know, I'm not going to, everything doesn't have to be done all of the time. Right. And prioritizing yourself, um, and acknowledging that you're still a human being. Like you're not just a mom. Who were you before you had kids? Like what dreams and goals did you have? And maybe you don't have all day that like you used to, but like reserve 30 minutes for yourself to like write in your journal, 
exercise by yourself, like, you know, do the things, go on a date with your partner. So, um, and then also just acknowledging the fact that it's a gift to be a mom. And when you turn it on its head, like oh, I've got laundry to do, or I've got so much to do. And sometimes it's literally just a mindset shift of like, you know what? I'm so grateful that I have three healthy kids that are active, who have friends who are able to participate in sports. And so sometimes that just calms down that anxiety of like, it's okay. Because I do find, especially when my kids were younger, I would like see red about five times a day, you know, like, <gasps> um, and I think just taking that breath, using your breath, like really breathing in and like letting yourself feel it and then letting it move through. You're not a bad person to feel like that. You're not, it's not bad that you feel overwhelmed. It's okay. It's natural. Allow it to be there. Acknowledge it. Hi, overwhelm. <laughs> Thank you. I know you're just trying to keep me safe because there's so much going on, but it's okay. And we're going to move through this, right? Is that helpful? But I, I think, um, you know, it, it really is. It's switching the perspective and then just letting stuff go more often. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. Yeah, girl. Yeah, girl. Is there, I, I feel like I could talk to you about a million more things, um, for like another hour, but I'm going to start to bring us, wrap us up. But is there anything that you wish that women would know, whether it's about their health or their hormones or being a woman in today's society that you feel like we haven't touched on? I think that women we don't acknowledge our power. Like we, we don't acknowledge like the, we have been sort of just brought up in a society for years and years and years and years and years that we are kind of the weaker one, but we're so powerful, right? Like we are so powerful. And I, I want women to understand that you get to understand your body. You get to acknowledge your power. You get to have a voice you get to, to acknowledge that. I mean, the whole world exists, your whole family exists because you birthed them, right? Your body is amazing. And, um, and I think that every man that walks this earth came from a woman's body. Like, I think that we just really need to embrace our power and stand up straighter, stand up and smile in the room and acknowledge like you're an amazing creature. And I, I really just, um, yeah, I think just empowerment is so powerful and like letting go of the stories that we're just not enough or that we're weaker. Like we're not, we're super powerful. Oh, so good. Krista, if people want to work with you or they want to follow you or learn more about you, where can they go? I am most active on social media. I do have a website, um, but I will keep it simple and just direct you to social media because you can go in my bio and get to my website that way. Um, but it's at Krista Elza is my handle on Instagram and same on Facebook as Krista Elza. So send me a DM, send me a follow. I would love to, um, to yeah, breathe more life into anyone who will listen. Right. Totally. Totally. Okay. Last question for you. You are in an elevator and you're going from floor zero to floor 11. You got like 30 seconds and someone's like, Krista, how do I live my life full out? What do you tell them? Acknowledge your power, give yourself grace, live the dream that you have, like live, live it, acknowledge your dreams and go for it. Like our desires are our compass. Thank you so much for joining me. If today's podcast inspired you in any way, we would love your support in spreading the word. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and let the other queens in your life know that they are also worthy of living life full out. 
If you want to continue the conversation, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram or Facebook at Samantha Joe Harvey. Have a fabulous day and I'll see you next time.